The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day.
somebody gonna get <laughs> shot. Man, that brings back some memories of shit I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it is a, a very 80s-esque. Oh, man, early, early MTV days, you know? Yeah. And if somebody had asked me, was that a Phil Collins or a Genesis song? Yeah. I would have told you with a straight face that that was off, like, no jacket required. Right. Because it reeks of 80s Phil Collins. Oh, but totally it is does. Genesis. Yeah. I could, like, taste the cocaine drip in the back of my throat yep. on that one. It, it's that, vi that vivid a flashback, you know? But I, I, I picked it because, as, you know, as you go through the song, it's got, like, a lot of different stuff happening. Okay. Um, Are you saying we have an agenda? Well, we the, do, we do, but the, but the song itself has ah, different okay. you know, bridges yeah. and yeah. hooks and this and that. Well, if you listen to the words, um, it's about a hitman, isn't there it something is. along those lines? Well, people say it's, it's either about a hitman or a private detective okay. that's pursuing somebody. Right. But uh, yes, we, we morphed it to suit our own miserable ends today. As we usually do. As we usually do, because uh, our opening topic today on Riffs and Rants is, well, I don't have a, a marquee line for this, but we need to talk about... Them drones. Drone strikes. Drone, drone strikes. strikes. Yes. <laughs> Rather common thing these days if you live in the Middle East. Uh, oof. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, if you can imagine that, you know, you're sitting on your porch enjoying a beautiful morning in Egypt or wherever, wherever. Afghanistan or whatever, <laughs> and you hear that sound. You hear that sound, you know? Yep. It's almost like the helicopter sound from Apocalypse Now. Yep. You know? And it's like, oh shit, that's somebody's ass. And then you hear the little boy from the Pink Floyd album. Mommy, there's an airplane up in the sky. Ba-boom. Boom. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Welcome to Video Game War, folks, because, yeah. That's what we, it's um, to. It really, it really has become that. Yeah. You know, it's high-tech shit. And here's the thing. We, uh, just to lay down the groundwork, you know, as most people know, we had that drone strike, which followed the, uh, the bombing at the Kabul airport, which killed 13 American service men and about uh, almost about 100 Afghani civilians. Is that where the number came out? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And um, we then, in turn, after probably not much more than 24 hours afterwards, launched a drone strike, which at the time we were like, bingo, nailed it, high-fived each other. Uh, General Miley or Millie or Millie? whatever his name Millie, yeah. <laughs> came out and said that... Uh, Oops. Yeah, well, no, now is oops. Then it was, quote-unquote, righteous strike. Is that, they use the word righteous? Righteous. Not, in, know, a, not in a Bill and Ted sense. Yeah. I think he meant more like, yeah, we got the, you know, the yeah. correct people. Yeah, you have to be an asshole to use the word righteous way. in this context. I'm I mean, sorry. I would have said that was a boat. Well, now he has to say that was a bogus strike, man. <laughs> Maybe the first time it could have been radical. Yeah. Not righteous, righteous dude. Righteous, righteous. drone strike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Right? This is who's leading us now. So, yes, it's, it's very sad, but they uh, did not hit a single terrorist or an ISIS-K mastermind. Rather, they hit uh, 10 civilians, seven of which were children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, this is, a, this is the reality of drone strikes and modern warfare. Right. And it's, it's always been the reality of war, whether we wanted to wrap our brains around it or not, is, you know, women and children are going to die. Sure. But they want to wrap it up because it's a video game. And, like, this technology is perfected. We point, we shoot, one shot, one kill. Yeah. It's nothing like that. No. Aren't they blaming this on, like, bad intel or something? They are. They're yeah. saying that the spotters on the ground who probably witnessed this vehicle traveling to a and, checkpoint. And don't have an agenda at all. Right. You know. <laughs> Uh, the ground intel mistook a uh, trunk full of bottles that were probably water for explosives. Jesus. Okay. And, you know, it's 
it kind of reminds me. We go back to the movie Full Metal Jacket way yeah. too much. Yeah. But when they're talking with the editor for Stars and Stripes, and he's like, "We want a body count. People want to know how many you know yeah, enemy we we killed." Numbers, yeah. And you know, our bulleted points on this, you know, right off the bat, was accuracy sacrificed for a rapid response. Uh, I tend to think that's a yes. Uh, and we're in agreement it sh- there. It sure as hell looks it. Right. You know? It's like, get me a body count as quickly as possible because the poll numbers are plummeting. Well, unfortunately, well, yeah, maybe that might have had something to do with it. But also, you know, when you see something like, you know, the bombing of the airport, you know, you have to have a kind of a, an immediate response or else you're going to get hit again. True. Um, you know, that's the grim reality of the situation. And, you know, whether you're conservative or liberal or Republican or Democrat, you know, that's the fucking reality of the deal. That's mm-hmm. just it, you know. And it, it kind of, like I said, it demands a response or you're going to get hit again. You know, that's what we're dealing with. That's the situation. But my thing is it's, it's not, you're not in a bar and a guy just grabbed your girlfriend's ass, which would demand immediate retaliation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, your actions are going to kill people. Yeah. Okay? That is something which, you know, again, to hark back to another movie, remember um, The American President with uh, Michael Douglas and Annette Bening? Yeah, yeah. And there was a scene when they launched uh, a strike in a fictional country. It might have been, you know, similar to Libya, let's say. Yeah. And they're all celebrating, you know, because the missile's been launched and whatnot. And he says, somewhere there's a janitor in an office building that's not going home to his family tonight, you yeah. know? Yeah. That, years ago when I saw that kind of, like, struck a chord with me and in a lot sure. of ways he was kind of like a, a Bill Clinton-esque president in right. that movie. Yeah. And, you know, something I had said to you, jumping ahead a couple bullet points, is that, you know, the careless use of harpoon missiles back in the 90s yeah. is partially what led to the fermentation of this hatred of America with the Afghani tribes, who normally we were allied with as we helped them, you know, chase Russia out. Yeah, yeah, that was ancient history, unfortunately. Because it's, it's, it makes us look like the Empire from the Star Wars movies. Cold, calculating, distant, doesn't really have, like, boots on the ground. It doesn't have its finger, you know, in the blender, so to speak. So yeah. we just willy-nilly launch these weapons of mass destruction and not giving two shits about the people that get killed on the other side. Well, we're, we're nicely isolated from it. You know, and, and the fact of the matter is we are the empire. You know, I, I don't know if anybody has any delusions about any country in the world being any kind of a threat to us, but they're not. You know, we are, we are the bad motherfucker in the valley with the biggest stick by far. But we used to have a lot better PR department. That's my problem with it. Perhaps. Perhaps. You know, because I got no problem with putting bad people on the payroll to handle bad situations. That, that like you said, it's a reality of life. Yeah, unfortunately. But I don't want to come off like a jackbooted thug doing it. And yeah. I think that's the problem most Americans have with these interactions. And maybe it begs the question, could we or should we have waited a little while longer, you know? Yeah, it, it's it's you have to qualify this by saying that it's always always easy to make these uh, these calls after the fact. Sure. You sure. know, the Monday morning quarterbacking and whatnot. Oh, mm-hmm. shit, we shouldn't have done this, or we should have done that, or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, this is the reality of the situation. And like I said, you know, the American public, we're nice and isolated from this kind of thing. You know, we really are. And we don't deal with the reality of these things. For whatever reason, the media doesn't really bring it home like they did, say, during the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. You know, where you really were, you know, as... as a member of the American public living and dying with what was going on overseas. Mm-hmm. 
we don't feel that anymore. You know, I don't know if that's some kind of uh, a description of, of what we have become as a, a society that right. we're just callous right. to this shit. We just don't, we don't feel it. I mean, I'm, you know? I'm going to disagree with you on the whole, you know, should we or could we have waited thing. And I, and I see your point as far as immediate retaliation yeah. being the, the, the theme of the day. Um, but A, we disagree not nearly as much as we do in real life on the show. So <laughs> let's, let's get back to that. Yeah. Number two, you know, I'm, I'm an Old Testament guy. And yeah. I really believe that, you know. Rain, hellfire. Yes. And revenge is a dish best served cold. cold. Yeah. And maybe in my own personal life, I've found that you wait long enough. It's so worth it because people just never see it coming. Well, it's, it's an ugly situation all around. Right. And it's never going to be anything but ugly no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the best thing we could, I guess, potentially do is extract ourselves from this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Even Which I, and really I is how the whole thing went down. We're trying <laughs> to extract ourselves yeah. from this shit. Yeah, and it, and it seems like it's impossible. Right. Well, you, you know? know, look, some people, there's... Um, <laughs> when one person wrongs another person, you would hope that one of the individuals would in common parlance take the high road right. or perhaps just be the more gracious of the two parties sure. and exit peacefully and with yeah. some modicum of class. Yeah. Okay? This apparently does not apply, not just not to regular to this people, yeah. but to you know, uh, geopolitical relations across yeah. the globe. Everybody wants to get that last little titty twister in yeah, that last before shot. it's over. Right, get the Take last that shot with you. in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's why we had those incidences at the airport. They couldn't just say, you know what? The United leaving, States is leaving. Yeah. Right. And they're leaving, and now we're going to have our country. We can do whatever we want with it. No, that wasn't good enough. They had to just get that last one in there, you know? Yeah. It's like the Israelis and the Palestinians. For all the shit that's gone on back and forth for 100 years there, for some reason... Every now and again, the Palestinians are like, uh, you going to do anything with that rocket? <laughs> Can we have that? Because we're just going to launch it over the fucking wall and then yeah. act like we're persecuted when they come after us. Yeah. You know? Well, again, 2020 hindsight, it's like, how did we not see that coming? Right. You know, but again, you know, going back to, you know, America's perception of itself, you know, how did we not see that coming? You know, yeah. the, the, how do we not understand how these people look at us, what these people think of us. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you know, buddy up to the concept that we're the evil empire kids. You should not have come back. Right. You know, because that's the fucking reality of the and situation. And my thing is, look, I don't want to see, as we're just on the, the heels of the 20th anniversary of 9-11, I don't want to see another 9-11. Hell no. And the quickest way to making sure that we do go through this shit again is the fact that we're making it easy for people to become victims and for victims to hate us. Message! With every fiber of their being, yeah. okay? And these, these countries, they're not known for their educational structure, and the people uh, therein aren't really known for their rationality. No, no. So they're going to grow up, they're going to they're gonna cling and somewhat pervert their own religion just to make it all about hate yeah. and have the singular focus of getting us. Okay? Yeah, and you bring up 9-11, which we weren't intending to go there, but we are at the, what, 20th anniversary of that yep. situation. Try to wrap your brain around the idea of hijacking a plane and flying it into a building. Right. How fucking crazy is that? You crazy fuck! That's completely crazy. That's, like, beyond the realm of crazy that most people can wrap their brains around. And the planning. And that's, that's what we're dealing with, and that's where these people are coming from. Yep. You know? You know, I say to everybody, you know, 
when they're like, well, how can one person accomplish you know, something that, that's, that's impossible? And I say it all depends on your cone of perspective. Okay? Yeah. This is a Johnny original. Now, emanating from the person that's got something to accomplish or do, the cone is very, very narrow and it's very focused. Okay? Yeah. It's the base of the triangle, if you will. And then the more people it comes in contact with and the more uh, factors and details that are brought into the loop, it kind of gets watered down out there. Yeah. So to put it in another sense, why is it that given enough time and very minimal resources, a prisoner can always seem to escape out of a maximum security prison? Because that's all they've got to think about yeah. 24-7. Yeah. Not that I leave the iron on. I got to go to my kid's recital tonight. I got to bring the car into the shop. I'm looking at four walls of concrete and some steel bars, maybe trying not to get raped. And the rest of my day, right, the other 23 hours and and 45 minutes are based on how do I get the fuck out of here? Let me study their movements, their patterns. Sure. What is the security like? And that's why these people at the end will always be able to execute eventually another heinous attack on us because that's all they have to focus on. Yeah. Whereas we're all worried about this and that and the other thing and, and you know, the migrant crisis and Trump and then this, this, the rally that went over like a fart in D.C. the other day. <laughs> I mean, th- this is where we're focused on. What are the Kardashians doing? Who yeah. are they banging now? You know? Seriously. Meanwhile, yeah. Ahmed out, out, out in the desert there has nothing to do yep. except saddle up the camel, uh, take his goods to the market, and think about killing Americans. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to win that fight, ever. Probably not. Probably not. That's a, that's a hell of a thing to have to compete with or combat. Right. You know, like I said, could anybody you know, your average typical person, wrap your brain around the idea of hijacking a 747 and flying it into a fucking building? With very few exceptions, the Western mind could not Can't go come there. up with that. Would not go there. We see I, life, for any whether reason, it's a religious or, yeah. you know, just a rational type thing. We, we don't see ourselves as that expendable. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't at all. We, we do have a value on individual life. That's one of the things that makes this country unique. For well, better, we could include for the rest of the civilized world for a change. Yeah, oh, Western world. You know, it's you breaking world. alliances. <laughs> You're like that Ooh, Arcus group that did, just pushed did, France out into did, the cold. Did I offend somebody? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm Remember. sorry, John. That's your job. No, well, yes, you're damn right. Don't forget, we're very big in Belgium, sir. That's true. Hello, sure. Belgium people. Hello, folks. <laughs> Hope all is well in Belgium today. I hear the chocolate's fantastic That's in Belgium. That's what I hear. I hear that yep. as well. And yeah. Ireland, actually. Dublin is also a major riffs and rants city. Is it really? Yes. Oh, fantastic. God bless them and their knit wool sweaters <laughs> and their propensity to get drunk all the it, time. There's some fight. good folks in Dublin. Good folks in Dublin. <laughs> I'm raising my glass to you. All right. Yep. And our one listener in, in Iowa. That might be more Goldstein. I don't know. But oh, we're Jesus. looking at you, Des Moines. We're yeah. looking at you. Yeah. Anyway, I, uh, just to, to wrap it up, it's, it's, it was a dumbass move. I expect more from us. Okay? You'd like to think we do hold ourselves to a higher standard than that. You know? Yeah. I, I, we should strive to, at the very least. Yeah. And yeah, it is disappointing. I mean, you know, for all our faults and whatnot, we do try and set the standard. You know, we should try and live up to those ideals. Yep. You know, it's a black guy. And now I also hear then some follow-up articles that the family would like uh, some monetary uh, remuneration. I believe is the word. <laughs> and they would like a free pass to come to the United States. I'm sure they well. would. 
I say give them the money, but don't come over here because I think they're a little pissed off. Well, how, how, crazy, and, how crazy is that, you know? Uh, we'll, we'll forgive you if you let us become one of you. Right? That's, that's wow. <laughs> when you die with the devil, bring a long spoon, as they I'm say. Telling you, man. All right, so boom. Ah, that that's ah. that's the the heaviest we're gonna get today yeah, on this. Got that out of the system. Let's shake that shit <laughs> off. Whoa, whoa. Time for I, the bills. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. And I and I, I gotta say, I like our second topic a lot. I like it a lot more than our first topic. It's gonna be fun. Yes. A little offensive, but mostly fun. <laughs> Which really is the best way to summarize this whole podcast. A little offensive, but mostly but fun. fun. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So all right, so let's who are, now who are we we're offending women in the in the in the the second half of the show. Is that yeah? Only the pretty accurate? ones. Oh, okay. All wow, right. they set up a firestorm. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, God. Thank God they don't know where the studio's Big Boom Radio are. <laughs> this week. Yikes. Uh, well, yeah. Well we'll, well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But first, a refreshing gem by uh, a one-off group or maybe a two-hit wonder. The yeah. Tubes. We're mining the early 80s MTV crew. Just the, leave the, it alone, yeah. man. Leave it alone. Right, right. P.S. Everybody, he hates the 80s. I don't know why. <laughs> We're working through it, though. From, We're working from through what it. little I can remember, the 80s, you hate the fuck oh, out of it. Oh, no. It was a glorious do. time. I... Swatch watches, Shams de Baron, parachute uh, pants. What's not to love? Moose and feathered hair. And? <laughs> no, well, that's, that's Most of I, which made I my hair love. fall out. But and I'm cool. I'm not bitter. Way, way too much cocaine. <laughs> way too much cocaine. That's a personal problem. Well, all right. So on that note, here we go with the tube singing She's a Beauty. And we'll be right back in a few more minutes with some more things and controversial stuff.
She's oh. a beauty. She is oh. a beauty. You know, on, on, on the surface, I can't argue with the tubes being a gem, you know, okay. because they were the tubes. And yeah, but... <laughs> But, but That's what the extent of your disclaimer. What we're, what we're conjuring up here is like something I think is better left dead. You know, it's kind of like, oh God, here we go. Well, I because mean, I, look, you tend to, and we've done this dance before. Even when you look we at have. movies, sometimes you're very quick to label something as campy or self-indulgent. Camp, campy, I respect. Campy, I'm good with. <laughs> but this is bullshit. Rap. It was it's, Rap. It's, a, it's a period piece. It, yeah, okay, okay. Well, no, I don't have a problem with the tubes. Like I said, when you initially proposed this, you know, I was all over the tubes. It's like, yeah, that's that's gem material. I mean, they were <laughs> they were they were not just one hit wonders, goddammit. They were two hit wonders. They uh, scored twice, you yep. know? Yes, so, indeed. So fuck this you hit, twice. You of know course, I mean? not that everyone doesn't know this already, <laughs> was from their album Outside Inside from 1983. Go. And ironically, we opened with a Genesis song from 1983 as well. It was a strange time. It was a magical time. <laughs> magical. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I just, I tend to live in the past because it was just great. I was very fortunate to have an idyllic childhood in Is American suburbia. Yes. yes. Okay. Living right. the dream, baby. I won't deprive you of that. If you live have fond the dream. memories, that's fine. If Ferris Bueller was my next door neighbor, it would not have surprised me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That okay. idyllic. All right. All right. If you're, if you're, <laughs> You know, calling out Ferris Thanks, Bueller. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. Right. Sorry I was such a horrible I kid. I got nothing. I got right. nothing. You know, you played the Ferris Bueller <laughs> card. That's that. So here's where we're at right now. Uh, yes. A little something sparked my interest this week as I was checking out the uh, the variety pages, and as I they used to say. qualify this by saying this is a Johnny segment right now. You coward. I, 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 <laughs> I want everybody, particularly any of the ladies that are listening today, to know that this is a Johnny segment. Ah. <sighs> But uh, they but might not like me, but they'll respect me when you I'm think? done. Yes. You think? All right. Yes. All right. <laughs> R-E-S-P-E-C-T, baby. There we go. All right. So we had this little thing called the uh, Video Music Awards last week, uh, which is kind of a. They're still doing that. Yeah. And why? Well, here's the thing. Um, those of us in in the trades, so to speak, okay. know that pretty much every new release, uh, musical wise. Most of these songs, at least on the on the bigger labels, yeah. they all have videos. Really? Yes, and you can still get these videos. You got to subscribe to the service and whatnot. No kidding. But MTV does not show yeah. anything but maybe a handful. Right. And they tend to be like just for the top three biggest pop stars okay. or the biggest hip hop acts. They'll show their videos. But trust me when I tell you this, especially yeah. With um, club music and electronic music, right? And some of these videos are like top notch. They go all out with it. No shit. But there, there's no venue to watch them anywhere, right? Unless, of course, like I said, you're in the business and you get them as you know promotional pieces. Yeah. So why they've got the Video Music Awards, I don't know. Now yeah. they sprinkled in this shit about movies and whatever. Well, if I remember the progression, like MTV played videos once upon a time, and then they stopped, and in VH1, the VH1 played videos, <laughs> right? and they kind of stopped, and mm-hmm. I haven't seen either one There's in a, decades. There's a channel. I don't even know if this channel still exists. It yeah. was called The Box, okay, and it was big in the 90s, and right. they would put... Videos like on a rotation, yeah, and you could call in and give them a three-digit number, okay, based on the menu that was on the screen, yeah, and for like I don't know a dollar or two, you could watch whatever video you wanted. No right. shit, really. And I okay. this used to be like on every cable system, and then all of a sudden disappeared. Wow. 
So yeah, there's no place for people to enjoy this. And I'm telling you, a lot of these things are like mini movies. There's a lot of money that goes oh, into I it. Remember, like back in the day, videos having some meaning. I mean, I mm -hmm. remember uh, the Pearl Jam video for Jeremy, mm -hmm. like just just altering the landscape, right? You know, and, and really hitting people hard, and and like opening up discussions and yep. trends and yep. all this other shit. I do remember that, but that was fucking 20 years ago. And man. I remember the big hubbub around pretty much any one of Michael Jackson's videos. But the big one was, uh, do you remember the time? And he had Magic Johnson in it. Yeah. And they were all in Egypt and everything. It was this giant production number. Yeah. Iman was, was, she played Cleopatra or some oh, nonsense. No okay. So yeah, it was, it, was, it was big business, big money. A lot of movie directors that we see movies from now got their start. Doing yeah you know, music videos okay, but it's just it's a lost form yeah. But anyway, but they're still doing VMAs. They're still doing VMAs. Wow. And apparently, it was a slow year <laughs> <laughs> because okay. the biggest story, arguably, that came out of the VMAs uh -oh. was uh, an appearance by Madonna. No way. Yes. Really? The uh, Madonna. The Madonna, who's almost as old as the actual Madonna yeah, I was at this say. point. Yeah. And she came out in what could best be described as a Nazi-esque dominatrix type outfit. Oh God. With uh, a butt cheeks akimbo as oh. she turned around and strutted oh. away. Whoa. And then you've got this slew of of tweets. Yes, none of which by actual heterosexual men saying how amazing she looked uh, and you go girl and this and that. No shit. And it kind of got me thinking. Are we talking like 63-year-old butchie? 63 oh years old, dressed like a 30-year-old or less. With the, the, the Nazi thing. Right, but the like Nazi that's thing. Still, that's still... She still thinks that's going to shock somebody. No I don't know. shit. Wow. You know who that's going to shock? A 90-year-old Jew with a tattoo on their arm. That's yeah. who that's going to shock. Yeah. But the thing is, she didn't look good. Yeah, and we've got a spate of these things going out. You know, yeah. you only need to go a, a little in, a, in the opposite direction, and you find J Lo now, who's since separated from A Rod, and she's right. canoodling with, she's, with she's Ben back Affleck with, yeah, again, back right? With ben, yeah, and it's always this is an actual news, but this is what they plaster the interwebs with. Okay, you know? okay. Look at J Lo's abs now. You won't believe how good she looks. Yeah. I, I seem Dude, to recall she's something. worth of 50 as well. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Wasn't there something recently with, with like Selma Hayek? Like yes, they're all doing like it. Bikini they're shots on Instagram or something. doing shit. it. Yeah. And here's Why? where. Why? What the fuck? See, Why? Well, see, now you're coming into my camp because oh. that's my question. Okay. Why? Who yeah. the fuck needs to see this? And I'll take it a step further. Yeah. I don't need to see celebrity pregnant bellies. Yeah. I don't need to see celebrities in bikinis that really shouldn't be wearing bikinis. Oh, God. I don't need to be seeing any of this, mm, okay? Mm. Because here's the reality of what we live in. In case anybody forgot, we're supposed to be woke these days in this country. Oh, yeah, the woke thing. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. And you'll find no... We're not supposed to objectify women anymore, Not right? supposed to do that anymore. Okay. okay. And nowhere is that more evident than a, uh, an American cultural staple... Known as the Miss America pageant. Holy shit, they're still doing that? They're, yeah, right? They're wow. still doing that. People are still watching that. However, this year there is a wrinkle, and there is no longer going to be a swimsuit competition. No kidding. Oh, no. What the fuck are they going to do? Well, they're going to judge them, and I'm going to throw this up in air quotes, by overall healthiness. Aww. No. End quotes. Really? I don't know what that is. And I can't seem to get a straight answer as to what that is. Are they going to take their temperature? Yikes. 
Um, You'd think they just, they just, you know. How many push-ups or sit-ups can they, they just do? Like, I mean, bom- how do you judge that? They just like quietly bow out. You know, I mean, the whole woke shit, the whole right. hashtag me too bullshit. But again, it's... it's kind of should like end this. And they should. should just like classly or cla- with a touch of class. Right. Maybe just <laughs> bow out. Say, okay, we're not doing this anymore. Thank you. Good night. And you again, know, we had a good run. It's only lip service, though, because yeah. all of the state pageants that bleed into the candidates for Miss America, right. they remain the same. They're so still they still have the swimsuits and all that. Yeah, right. Okay. So it's just for the main one to save face, because I don't think the state ones are even televised. They're right. probably in like a Knights of Columbus Hall somewhere. Do they even somewhere. have face to save? I mean, did they <laughs> ever have any kind of respectability, really? Again, somebody must be tuning into this. Okay. I mean, because it is kind of like a demolition derby once they got up and opened their mouths. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like listening to Flipper talk. Well, it used to be a joke. I mean, it was, right. a, it was a complete joke. It was like, you know, you're being objectified. It's all about your body. Exactly. You, you probably shouldn't say anything because it's, you know, uh, dingbats on parade. Sure. Kind of, sort of. But that was yep. the expectation. And, you know, if we're not going to do that anymore, then why are we doing this at all? And look, because we speak nothing but truth on this podcast. Absolutely. Often to ruffle feathers. But, <laughs> you know, it's like looking at professional athletes. Yeah. As young men, we grow up, we worship these guys. Oh, this one is he's the best quarterback ever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But as you get older, you don't want these guys coming home and dating your daughter. No, okay? jock douchebag. Right. Yeah. And the same thing with the... <laughs> With the cat, with the candidates, with the contestants on these beauty pageants, <laughs> we might be looking at them as eye candy and be like, "Well, good for her. She teaches deaf people on the side." And good right, for her. Right. But the minute they open their mouths, you know, we're all thinking, "What a moron!" Thank yeah. God she's got tits. It right? was. It was kind of the the great big pink elephant in the corner of the yep. room that you know. Admit we, it, folks. We're all thinking yeah. it. Oh, that was that was the bullshit of the day. It truly was. So it's almost as if, and I hope I'm not going on too far of a limb here, yeah. but uh, again, th- this was obviously a move for the Missing America pageant to not get canceled. Right. Okay. Yep, sure. Which then begs the question, is this now the, the next step of woke, where we're out to make women feel bad if they're pretty? Is, is that to be penalized yeah, now? Yeah, that's an interesting question. That's a very interesting question. I'm not sure if I have an answer for that. Because it's very easy to hate good-looking people because oh, yeah. we all feel that they get the easy way, they get the job oh, yeah. interviews, but, and now they get the big contracts. Sure, and, but on the flip side, and you and I have discussed this, I think woke is the most condescending bullshit fucking totally. term that has ever come down the street. And, you know, my first objection to it is who gets to decide who's woke and who's not. Of course, and, there's that. Oh, by the way, if you think you're that pe- that person, then go fuck yourself. Yep. But yeah, it did it, it I don't know, just the idea of it and, you know, colliding with, you know, Miss America or Miss Universe or whatever. Or any kind of contest. Because I'm yeah. a firm believer that, you know, some things in life aren't special if they're inclusive. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Because everybody should have something, whether it's an a realistic Goal or not, yeah. everybody needs something to strive for. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, do your research, folks. Darwinism? Hello. Right. You know, that is, at the end of the day, how it works. And I can think Sorry. of anything in my life that I've ever attempted. I never, so maybe, maybe this is my dysfunction, I don't know, but I, I never realistically said to myself, all right, I'm, I'm going to, uh, to study MMA now because I'm going to be the next Bruce Lee. Okay. okay? Or I'm going to, you know, practice my drawing and, and draw comic books so I could be the next uh, McFarlane. Okay? Sure. Yeah. Never did any of this. Yeah. Never, never, never. In my singing, I never sought to be the next Sinatra. In my entertaining, in my, my DJing stuff, I never sought to be the next Don Imus. 
it was just I wanted to be good. And these individuals that I threw out yeah. were kind of like the measuring stick. Yeah, the barometer, sure. And it seems like in a lot of different ways, and this is a half comical take on it, but in a lot of ways we're trying to do away with all of these measuring sticks. Like they've done something wrong. Not we, the idiots who get behind this woke bullshit. Correct. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a big distinction between them and us. If I can Mm -hmm. be so inclusive with you, my partner. Sure. Um, But I think we both see this for the bullshit that it is. Yep. And yeah, the two. Two things don't work together. They right. just they just do not. And we're so, not the only so ones. So where's the where's the resolution? How do, you know what are we coming out of this? Who's going to win this epic battle between woke and I don't know, uh, unwoke or sleepy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's call ourselves the, the sleepy contingent. There we go. Because we're awake, but we're not buying into it 100. percent Not the woke shit. No. And look, nobody wants to go back to an age of blatant racism and prejudice and people being cut off from a better life in any way, shape, or form. No, enlightenment's groovy, but woke is not enlightenment. It's not. Not even close. It's hijacked by radicals, like like many quote-unquote causes. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, if we keep getting rid of these measuring sticks, it's kind of like people were up in arms when little kids on sports teams came in second and everybody got a trophy. Yeah. Okay? What is this? Everybody gets a trophy bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. If you think about it, there again, they were taking away the measuring stick. Well, they were also taking away the motivation. You know, that if you came in second, you mm-hmm. came in third, and you looked at the asshole who came in first, it's like, I'm going to go home, I'm going to work out, I'm going to get that asshole next right, time. Right. You know, I'm going to get him. And if you're like a little kid that doesn't see the merit in coming in second, it's your parents that are failing you. That's because second's true. pretty damn good in most cases with anything uh, in the yeah. universe. If you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, And maybe next time you will get the first. And like you said, it gives you something to shoot for next time rather than say, let's pretend second is first. Guess what? It's not. No. It's not. If you ain't first, you're last. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. And you're not doing anybody any good propagating that bullshit. Right. You know, you really are. You're not, you're not serving anything or anyone by saying it's okay to settle for. Yep. You know, I mean, life can be harsh. Life can be cruel. But there's certain things, you know, when, particularly when you're young, you know, that, that you want to go for and you want to go all out for. Sure. You know, and, and again, you know, the, the coming in second, the coming in third or whatever, that motivates you. That fires you up. Totally. You know, especially if you can see the top of the mountain and you can see that you can get there. Mm-hmm. You know, you just need to work a little bit harder. You need to focus a little bit harder. You know, and there's nothing wrong with competition. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, we've, we've kind of demonized that. You know, which is bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, life is competition. You know, again, Darwinism. You yeah. know, certain species get selected, you know, to survive. Certain species get selected to go by the wayside, yeah. you know, by the annals of history. And here's an ag- anecdote that, that put it in perspective, in perspective for me from my youth. Yeah. Um, when I played football in high school, I wasn't very good. Neither Spoiler, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I went out there and I did it and I loved doing it. Oh, it was fun. And in my sophomore year, I went to the head coach and I wanted to be a running back. Right on. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was slow as molasses, <laughs> right? Horrible footwork. I was a pretty good battering ram, but that wasn't going to get us where we needed to be. Right. And my coach at the time, because I was a, a linebacker and a center at the time. Okay. And he said, well, when you come up to the next level, um, you know, John, you are kind of slow. You know, I was just going to say it the way it is. And, yeah. But you show me the effort, 
okay? And we'll see what we can do, you know, come next season. Yeah. So the whole off season, I ran and ran and ran. That boy sure is a running fool. You I were motivated. Pulled logs you and shit. Were fired right. up. Because yeah. all I asked for, okay, which is all any of us can ever realistically ask for, is a chance. Yeah. Okay. So when the time came and we started camp, you know, my sophomore year, guess what? I was no faster than I was as a freshman. <laughs> okay. But I was in better shape. Yeah. And this coach had seen me in the off season running around outside cross country in the snow and Working shit. Working hard. When yeah. everybody else was going home and, and partying and whatnot. Yeah. And, yeah, I might have been, like, the fourth string fullback on the team. Yeah. But I got to be a running back. Nice. You know, for me, nice. that was that one little thing. Oh, yeah. And in life, that's what it's like. There's no guarantees in anything. Dude, okay? one word. Rudy. Yeah. You know? Bingo. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes it's just you got to put in the effort, put away the excuses. And if you don't get first, but you get second, that's, that's something to be celebrated. Well, again, you know, where, where does the motivation come from, you know, if... if you're being rewarded for, I don't know, competing. Right. You know, I mean, it's great, you know, and if you have the, the, the balls and the guts to compete and the energy to compete, you know, great. But you're competing for a reason. You're competing, you're going for a standard. Right. You know, and what's motivating you, motivating you to get to that standard? And I tell you what. You know, if you're going to no, get a nice pat on the head just for, <laughs> just for participating. Nobody remembers where's that. The, where's the motivation? I was, I was unpacking some boxes today, and I came across a, uh, I guess maybe like an eighth grade or seventh grade yearbook. Yeah. And in this yearbook were two ribbons that I had won on field day. I don't know if your school ever did that, <laughs> but like the last two weeks of the year, we had this field day, and yeah. all the different classes were compete in these, these stupid events. I burned all my yearbooks. And I had <laughs> a ribbon. I forget what one of them was, but one of them was a participant in the, the sack race. Okay. I don't remember being in any friggin' sack race. <laughs> okay? So that's all you need to know about a participation ribbon. And I can remember, like, the first dream I ever had. My shit is still pretty tight as far as recall. Yeah. I don't remember being in a sack race because nothing, nothing lost, nothing gained. Yeah. You know? Sure, sure. So that's what they can do with their, their participation trophy. Yes. And like you said, in the opening of this particular segment. Yes. We started out insulting women, and now we're bashing on woke people. <laughs> not insulting. Just bullshit. tell them that, you no, know. No, I, I take it back. We're not, we're not insulting women at all. Right. We're insulting the things that insult women. All right, that should be made clear. Now it's all kind of convoluted. I thought Is we it? were making fun of ugly women that were after pretty women. Really? Maybe. Okay. Maybe that's bad, too. Yeah. In short, we were looking Dude. at people <laughs> side-eyed who were up to something, was, and that takes us into our final jam. I, I was going to say, I was saving us, and you, sh you shot me down. This is why I'm not in PR. I would be a horrible press secretary, because they'd ask me some oh, zinger from God. like NPR, and I'd yep, be like, yep. I will beat your ass in front yeah, of all these people. Yeah, go fuck yourself. There we go. There we go. So that being said, you've this got is, the final this jam. This is a, a momentous occasion, uh, <laughs> because for a long time, there was a ban. There was a ban on certain bands. You know, for for gem consideration, but uh, but in this con this particular instance, I'm happy to say Johnny proved to be flexible. Um, <laughs> like probably Gumby, probably because I, I caved to the '80s stuff. <laughs> so I uh, want to throw this one in, and it, just to put everything that we've been talking about today in context, everything we've been talking about, if you have half a fucking wit, is obvious. It's obvious, and with that. This is a, a song by Jane's Addiction, my favorite band from their 1990 opus, Ritual de Habitual. This song is called Obvious. And there we go, folks. We'll see you in just a couple more minutes <laughs> with some more things and stuff and to close this shit show out.
Oh, that was fun. That was fun. I Self-indulgent. Enjoyed that. The return of James' addiction to the Riffs and Rants podcast. See, I'm and fair. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good, that was a good concession. And uh, <laughs> very much in step with what we were talking about today. Yeah, it did but, kind of match. But I got to say, as excited as I was to do that, I'm much more excited about what's coming up in Big Boom Radio this week. Yeah, particularly, ain't that shit. Particularly uh, Bob Marley. Yes, a newcomer to the Classic Rock Showcase. Yes. Came at me like an epiphany as I was Long driving in. Long I got to like, say, Johnny. And yeah, it, it is. And so easy to fill up an hour with his hits. Oh, God, yes. And then the reasons. And, you know, normally when I do the Classic Rock Showcase, I give like four sentences as yeah. to why I'm doing it. His ran like a minute and a half. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I believe it. And this I is great. It. And yeah, I see. Uh, it's one of the ones I sat through the whole time in the office. Yeah, listened to it as I was recording it. Nice, it was fun. Nice. Um, yeah, and overdue. Yeah, yeah. It just, I mean, I mean, everybody knows Bob Marley's an icon, mm-hmm. but you gotta, you gotta wonder why. You know, you gotta wonder why he's the only reggae artist to even approach that right. level. Nobody, nobody else even comes close. It's a, it's a cult of personality. You know, it's like Elvis when he first started out. Yeah. God forbid anybody else should do this rock and roll thing. You oh, know, it's, that's Elvis's thing. Yeah. Or, well, I, my, my first thought is Bob wrote great songs. I mean, really, really great songs that just had such an appeal mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, you know, he had a lot of, I guess, a lot of good things happen uh, courtesy of Island Records and Chris Blackwell, you know, which is funny because, you know, depending on who you talk to, Chris Blackwell was either a savant or the biggest asshole God ever put on this planet, you mm-hmm. know, in the, in, the, in the music industry. But just, you know, a lot of things, I mean, like the punks, the London punks in the late 1970s embraced Marley and embraced right. reggae. And, uh, I mean, just, you know, so many things happened for Bob that didn't happen for other artists. Right. You know, I mean, you'd think that people like Peter Tosh, for mm-hmm. example, you know, who was also one of the whalers um, and worked with the Rolling Stones. You know, the Rolling Stones, you know, when, in, in the 70s were just like magic. You know, they were the Glimmer Twins. Everything they touched turned <laughs> to gold. But it didn't quite work out that way for Peter Tosh, even though he was mm-hmm. on Saturday Night Live with Mick Jagger, you know? It's like, why Bob? Yeah. You know? And, and yeah, you got you to gotta recognize and you got to honor what he accomplished. And you mentioned that the, the songs and the lyrics, and, you know, you're more of a, a lyrist guy than I am by yeah. far. Yeah. But I think, you know, what makes a, a good lyric is not just being able to wax poetically on something or create, like, an amazing visual. Yeah. It's making something or making a statement that people across the board can relate to, yeah. okay? And sometimes it's as easy as, like, using symbolism and replacing things. I sure. mean, because sure. everybody loves the early Johnny Cash stuff, even if they've never ridden in a boxcar yeah. or <laughs> sat with a hayseed in their mouth on the side of the tracks oh, as yeah, the train the, came rolling by. Yeah, the imagery was so palpable. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the way he paints the picture that the train, it could be a metaphor for a lot of different things. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And those, those stories that Bob Marley would tell resonated with people around the globe yeah. because... They can relate. Yeah, and another thing too, and and you know, it it sucks to put it in this context, quite honestly. But Bob didn't grow old. I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Mm. You know, Bob unfortunately passed at a very young age. Yep. But a lot of times that like cements your legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's almost a crime for for you know, rock and roll guys to grow old. Yeah. You know, even though the Rolling Stones seem to be doing quite well at it. 
But, uh, but yeah, Bob didn't grow old. You know, he checked out at a certain time, and that kind of, like, stamped it. It was like, you know, this is going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, it, it... Again, it's hard to put it in a context, a proper context, but, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. You know, that what-if scenario, if, you know, you know that, that Jimi Hendrix enjoyed, or, you know, maybe Jim Morrison and the Doors enjoyed. Definitely, you know, Janis Joplin. It's like, what if they... You know, didn't check out when they did. It kind uh, of they'd all sell out. out. You know? They all sell out, man. <laughs> You'd be making fun of them right now. You cynical fuck. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the cynical one here. What the fuck? Well, we all wear different pants from this. This is day. also true. You this know, the other true. thing uh, coming up, we've passed now uh, 2,300 downloads of wow. this stupid podcast. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. We, ha- we have an audience. We have an audience. My goodness. There's somebody out there that either loves us or hates us, or maybe it's a, it's a decent <laughs> mix, which I'm cool with that. <laughs> As long as we continue our promise never to pander to no. anybody. Absolutely not. Which, wow, we sound like all these artists that died at 27 now, <laughs> don't we? Yeah, really? Fuck you. Wow. Boom. Done. Yeah. Never trust anyone over 30, kids. No, Remember that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, so that, that's, what's, uh, what's, that's what's going on. That's what's coming up. And that's about it for this episode good of fun. Riffs and Rants. This was, this was good fun. It was. It was, it was highly animated. Yeah. <laughs> And will continue to be so in the after party. Yes, yes. Fueled by five-hour energy or three-hour energy or whatever right? that shit is in vodka. <laughs> the lots dog and is pouring drinks. She's got a party hat on. <laughs> yeah, it's time for the after party. So as always, thank you so much for joining us, Planet Earth. And I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you all on the flip side. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later.